Hello and welcome to this episode of the Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing Awarding Body. Hello everyone and welcome to the British Canoeing Coaching Podcast. My name is Lee Pooley and I'm the Head of Coaching and Qualifications here at British Canoeing. And I am absolutely delighted today to be joined by Imogen Collins, who is the Pathway to Development Coach. So, hi Imogen. Hi Lee. Um, great to have you here and, um, and really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be able to, to do this particular podcast. Um, this podcast today is really about um, put, putting some emphasis on on your new role, uh, your new role as the pathway development coach, uh, but also uh, for people to understand how that will impact both them within the clubs and, 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 and athletes as well. So that, that's what this recording is about today. But I think what will be really important, Imogen, right at the very beginning is can you give us a bit of background? You know, tell tell me and the listeners um, a little bit about yourself. Of course. So I have been paddling since I was about eight. I started down at Reading Canoe Club, where I spent a lot of time in the plastic boats uh, and in the river, um, working on just enjoying the sport. And then I transitioned into being able to compete after a couple of years of just messing around. I've been really lucky that my my whole family have been quite involved with the sport and it's meant that I've got to just have some really amazing experiences. And then uh, as a junior, I competed at Olympic Hopes, um, lots of national events, mostly spring. I did participate in marathons, probably with less of a smile on my face than I was when I was sprinting. But I have been really involved with the sport ever since and at the age of about 18, I started coaching at Reading Canoe Club just as a volunteer basis. And then I kind of just realized I loved it. I loved helping the, the young athletes reach their goals and, and discover their enjoyment of the sport. So I've kept doing that. Since then, I've managed to work my way through the British Canoeing talent system, uh, starting as just a regional coach working my, my way up into a super regional coach, then into the English national talent squad role. And then that's found me uh, where I am today within my pathway development coach role. Off slash out of the motorboat, off the riverbanks, I am keen on gym. It's probably where I spend a bit more of my time in the training areas then on the water and I food so I love to bake love to play around with just making recipes trying out cakes and I think my athletes benefit from it quite a lot as well um, as I can't possibly eat everything that I create so they usually come down the canoe club with me when I go to run sessions <laughs> uh, Imogen, um, probably more, more, more my sort of benefit really. Um, what, what do you say is your favourite recipe that you? What, what's your favourite? So when I was younger, I remember sitting watching Blue Peter and they made some brownies, and that has been my go-to recipe ever since. So it's just simple brownies, but they are so uh, gooey, moist, like just the perfect density to uh 
to pop one in your mouth and just feel a little bit guilty, but then also realise that it makes you really happy after. <laughs> Ideal. The perfect, the perfect cake. Um, yeah. So Imogen, it's, it's really good that you've given us a bit of a background on yourself and, you know, you know, in a very, in a very sort of, you know, you know, it definitely seems that you know, this is this is your life. This is what you've done yeah. from a very early age, and you know, obviously introduced, you know, through your through your family, and you've continued that, and then you've obviously delved now into the world of, of coaching and 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 helping others. Um, but what what we have now is that you know, there's been obviously some changes within British canoeing, and your role has changed. And as I said earlier you're now the pathway development coach. Can you explain what this new role is and, and what you're actually going to be doing now? So British Canoeing have gone down the strategy of really trying to work with clubs and, and increase the standard at club level so that they are able to maintain the consistency <clears throat> through, the, through the pathway of the athletes coming in, beginners at clubs, and then working their way through the club system to be able to be at a really good point. So the pathway development coach focuses on working with some of the talent club associates. So what we refer to as TCAs, <clears throat> who are clubs that have said that they really want to have a, a link with British canoeing, but they do not necessarily get any financial funding. They are supported. And the emphasis that we've wanted to put is like, they're really supported on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and then it also links in with some of the non-TCA, non-TCP clubs that just want support. Um, so I think the best thing about this role is with my knowledge of clubs, I've been able to understand that every club is just so different. Mm -hmm. So the idea of this pathway development role is that we are really tailoring the support that we offer to the needs of the specific clubs. And I can use some examples there of one of the clubs in which I work with have got a really solid setup. They are on the ground. They're really good. What they're really keen to gain is extra opportunities outside of the club environment to be able to go and do race simulation practices or have links with some of the role model athletes that we've got working in the world class program. So my role within that is very much around facilitating those opportunities. Another club that I have is is really wanting to know how I can support with some of the female development in their club because they've they've working through an action plan worked out that that is not their strongest area and so the job role itself is quite ever changing but mm. it's really nice to be able to make sure that I'm able to to give each club some specific work that helps them and supports them to. To just be in a, a slightly better place every day. Yeah, and it, I mean, I mean, it's really nice that you talk about you know clubs are very different and they they they've got very different specific needs and and they are also probably at different stages of development as as a club you know in, in terms of where they're at. So it's really nice you identify that, but it really does seem a real diverse and a, a really diverse role really in terms of what you could be doing from from day to day um what I, what i'm keen to probably you know i'm keen to hear and, and probably others are as well listening to this is so how will clubs and athletes benefit from this new role that you are undertaking as the as the pathway development coach 
so firstly when you say around it it's very changing it it even changes in as much as that at the moment as a lot of club work at the start of the year out of racing season but then when we step into racing season I take lead on supporting the GB junior team so even within that it's a big difference I think the clubs will massively benefit because there is a clear point of contact and I'm able to support them to get the information that they might individually need or want or or not even some of them realize that they need or want yet I'm able to guide them into finding that sort of content um and and doing things even the slightest little way differently through my experience and supporting them to just explore all the opportunities that are out there for them um and I think the clubs that I'm working with so far it's really it's really nice to be able to have the link with the coaches the coaches can ask questions the coaches can can come and shadow the coaches I might shadow and ask them questions it's basically the clubs get the opportunity to upskill their coaches by just exposing them to more than they probably would just within that co club coaching environment. Okay, um, and what about what about specifically for athletes? Then how would how would how would you see that your role would specifically benefit you know, individual athletes? They'll benefit from the 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 forever changing environments that hopefully will come from this as we upskill the coaches that's naturally going to increase the experience for the athletes um the more the coaches know the more that they can share with the athletes and the better environment that they simply create and then within that other part of my role where i am leading the teams i've got oversight of how clubs do it so when i'm working with the individual athletes i have a greater understanding of what it's like back in their home environment and mm. I can make sure that I'm creating something that isn't a million miles away from what they're used to so that they're not thrown into a new environment and having to go and compete at a world level but also managing the simple things of how different it is is there yeah okay and I think you know you're obviously you know you are the point of contact that conduit of of you know, for clubs and club coaches uh, as part of this, but you're also supported by a whole network of, of specialists in, in different fields. So it wouldn't just be you. Sometimes you might be identifying areas that could be supported by 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 others. And, and I don't know if you could give some examples there. Yeah, so um, uh, we're really fortunate that recently Ben Lewis has come onto the talent coaching team, who is an S&C coach. And so I have every ambition to bring him along to some of my club visits in the in the coming months to be able to offer his knowledge of S&C and also, once again, adapting it to the club. Not every club has a, a gym facility that is as desirable as the others. Um, so being able to bring him in, he can really once again, tailor those plans and give guidance and support to the to the coaches to make that stre strength and conditioning zone a much bigger place within the talents uh, within the junior paddlers experience. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I really there are there's also the option that I can I can bring in specialists um, and 
And that really excites me because being able to pinpoint some of the areas in which I know the clubs might need a level of upskilling or actually they just really gain from having someone else come in and talk to the athletes or talk to the coaches I've got the opportunity to be able to organize that and and bring those people in to to share their knowledge and information with with the clubs yeah no I think that's really important isn't it that you know that you have got that supportive network and that that flexibility to that the areas that you do identify that you might not be able to specialize in that there are other other um, people that you can actually pull in to, to parachute into those those particular areas. Um, can I put you on the spot a little bit, Imogen? Um, and um, I won't apologise for it, but um, <laughs> in terms of um, quite quite new, the role is quite new. But um, any any themes or anything that you're identifying earlier on early on in your in your time as as the uh, pathway development coach? I think, as I spoke about with one of the clubs, the female section is obviously a, a really hot topic at the moment. Um, we've recently had studies coming out talking about that large team dropout within the female sector. And when you go into the clubs, you can see the impact of that. So I certainly think that's an area I want to try and support and help facilitate greater opportunities to give the girls in the paddling sense and in the coaching sense, just a little bit more empowerment to be able to kind of really see what they can do and, and be brave to go and experience things that they might not usually have done. Mm. Um, I think there's also a level around clubs are amazing at getting their athletes to work hard and understand that training is needed and, and their plans are, are there and they're clear. I think there is some work to be done around the the holistic side of being an athlete. Mm -hmm. So understanding some of those other factors that need to be pulled in to make sure that athletes are ready to go and sit on a start line, whether it's for a marathon race, whether it's for a sprint race, and go and do their best delivery they can. Um, and, and understanding that they've done all the steps prior to that off the water to be the strongest possible athlete they can on the day. Yeah. And that's a, you know, it's a real, you know, a, a massive area that, um, you know, is so important to not only to ensure that people are, you know, ready to compete, but also, you know, that, you know, what happens if they are, if they don't, if they don't um, hit the, the PB or the goal that they were set and how they manage with that appropriately, et cetera. So I think it's a, you know, I think, you know, listening to you, Imogen, you know, you've got an absolutely extensive, you know, background in this particular area. And I, I do really believe that, you know, clubs and athletes will really benefit from this, this particular new role that you're, you're taking, taking on. Um, a huge challenge. I don't think, um, I don't think uh, you're naive to that, but I think it is a huge yeah. challenge. Um, and I wish you all the success um, and hope, hope that um clubs do really see the, the the benefits of of having you within their within their sort of area to be able to support them in 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 their development um what i what i'm really keen to ask you about is you know it does it does come across to me in in, in different interventions that i've had with you imogen and in our conversation today 
is that you are you are very active you know you you live and breathe racing um and not only is it your is it your job but it's also your hobby and i think what would be really nice is if if we could um if we could hear what a day in the life of imogen looks like from getting up in the morning to to switching off in the evening yeah um well, I'm going, I'm going to use today as an example because I actually started off with a good day. I uh, I woke up, I set my alarm to play a good motivational song, like upbeat song to get me up in the morning. Um, I got up today, did some yoga because the problem is that later on in the day when I'd love to be able to do more exercise is when I'm doing some coaching. So I've got to try and fit something in a little bit earlier. Um, and then it's, it's up, feed the dog, take her out to the toilet, come back to the computer and just mapping out my day and mapping out. I, I love to write a little to-do list for myself. I find it helps give me a lot more clarity of and direction in kind of where I'm going with the day rather than sometimes scatting and reacting to emails that come in, whereas having a to-do list gives me that that focus. And, and my day can consist of um emails communications recently um we did a forum online so i'm having to do the follow-up pieces coming off that and i i necessarily thought that i'd enjoy but i'm starting to really like doing the creative side of some of this admin work so i love um designing posters that go up or, or things that can be put out so that that comes in as part of my role Quite often I'll have a conversation with a club coach or a, a club paddler or a parent. We'll, we'll go over a few points, especially at present, where we're looking to come into the selection weekend. There's lots of questions to be asked by club coaches. So I'm basically just trying to be as close to my phone and emails as possible to be able to support in, in giving them that, the answers that they might need. And then I, that's my my main bulk of the day. Today, I have the luxury of going down and running a a session for some paddlers that um, their club asked me to be able to facilitate the session so that a, a K2 could come together that kind of live in slightly different areas. That will be done at Reading and they'll come there and I'll get to run that through and coaching gives me such a buzz. So I'm super excited for that. And then closing up the day, making sure that I've done all the, the things on my to-do list, ticking that off. Then that's theoretically my work day done. But as I'm sure everyone knows, when it comes to coaching, it's never quite that easy that you can just switch off. Um, so there's still opportunities that I'll, I'll have stuff on my phone coming through and communications later on in the evening. Um, but from four o'clock, I try and switch my emphasis onto the coaching. I'm really lucky that I I'm actually able to link coaching in at Reading Canoe Club into my day. Um, and within that, I actually work with a group of athletes from 12 to, ooh, I actually think, 18, 19, some of those. And we usually try and run a paddle and something else, be it core, yoga, gym, or a run. So that usually brings me to about 6.30 where I then, if I have got time, I try and fit in a bit more exercise for myself just to keep on top of things. Because the problem when you're working with athletes is 
they're at the prime of their their fitness peak um and you quite quickly realize if you're not um and then i will come home sit on the sofa watch a little bit of um rubbish tv especially on a wednesday interior design masters my mine and my housemates new favorite thing and um i'm trying to read every day at the moment i've set myself little challenges each month that i need to do so that i can just have have a little goal for myself one of the big things i've found since not training as much or paddling as much has definitely been making sure that i've got something to target so each month this year i've set myself um a target first month was to give up sweets uh second month was to give up uh carbs main carbs and then what did i do then i deleted the instagram app last month and this month is to read at least two pages of the book every day which might not sound like much but by the time you've got to the end of the day sometimes it's quite hard to keep your eyes open to read a book <laughs> um imogen just out of curiosity what are you reading at the moment uh i've actually i've got two books on the go uh one of them is daisy may cooper's biography autobiography i'm not quite sure which one that's uh, a good laugh and another book which is called not everything's perfect um and and that's around a um a newspaper writer who's doing a online dating site challenge thing and she's writing all about it so quite quite early into that book but it's a good read okay cool um and um listeners listeners and myself might be uh, wondering um what are you baking next oh that is a really good point usually before a regatta i like to make some gingerbread men and uh decorate them in little reading canoe club vests so that is most likely going to be my pre-regatta bake okay Brilliant. Okay, that's fantastic. Imogen, um, it's been wonderful to 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 speak to you today. And I really do hope that the listeners have really enjoyed um listening to you all around your new role. Um, you know, the new role is absolutely as I said before, sounds absolutely fantastic. And um I wish you all the success with that. And um and uh, you know, listeners might not know, but um, we're gonna be working a lot closer together um as you as you progress into this role anyway so we're going to continue this relationship anyway but um thanks very much for your time today Imogen I, I know you're really busy but um thanks very much and um thanks everyone uh, everyone else for listening to to the podcast and um please visit the coaching podcast for other recordings that you may want to delve into so Imogen thanks very much again take care thanks Lee goodbye Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. Remember to review, rate and subscribe. Bye for now.